Welcome back to the City Rev Life Podcast. My name is Justin, and I am here with my friend, Pastor Josh Bramos. Glad to be here. Yes, we're glad to have you here. And uh, we are in part three of a series that we're doing. We're doing a series on the topic of pornography. How do we find freedom from pornography? And so this conversation, if you're just jumping in midway, we'd encourage you to step over to part one. You can find that on our podcast channel and take a listen. We've covered things like, hey, wh- wh- why do we need to talk about this? Why, why, do, why should churches have conversations about this? And really the scope and scale, and we've been talking about how if you're a person who's watching this or listening to this, uh, and you're personally struggling, we want you to know you're not alone and that there is freedom from this um, sin and struggle in your life. And so today we're going to talk a little bit, uh, really this, these next two episodes go hand in hand, and today we're talking about how do we fight this temptation of pornography? Like when the actual yeah. temptation comes, how do we fight it? Mm-hmm. And so maybe Pastor Josh, can you set up a little bit of, you know, where do we start to answer that question of how do we fight the temptation of pornography? Yeah, well, you, I think we're covering practicals in this podcast at some point on the, one of these episodes. But uh, man, I think the first thing, uh, uh, most important thing we could possibly do is we have to believe that God is just that much better than, than our, the struggles of this world. Like the the small pleasures, the lesser loves, the idols that we have. Yeah. If we start from other foundations like the practicalities, it will give us those, it's kind of like those diet pleasures or the, the success of diets, you know? You, the you, fads? The fads, yeah. yeah. You, you go strong and then it drops off again. Because right. I think the what what reveals it is always dependent on you. Yeah. And whenever something is dependent on me, it's sure to fail. Yeah. All the time. So mm. the first thing we have to start with is we have to believe that Jesus is that good and yeah. he is um taste and see that, that the Lord is good. Yeah. And you have to know he satisfies. Mm. So if we don't even know that, if we, if we don't really believe that, then we've kind of already yeah started off uh, that uh, that diet metaphor i think works so well because i think it captures what we're looking for in anything like any area in our life where we're trying to grow we want the okay just give me the things i need to do to fix it right it's like okay if i do this this and this according to this diet i'm good Um, but if there's no lasting lifestyle change right in the case of a diet uh, then the moment you get off the diet you will just get back to the place in your health where you were. And so what I'm hearing you say is where we need to begin, and we'll get to the practicals. Um, In fact, the next episode, we're going to talk about very practical tools, things you can do um, that will help you. And and there's wisdom to that. But before we get there, we need to start by having a conversation about our desires, about the heart. And um, the, the verse that comes to mind for me as I'm thinking about this question, why do we need to start with the heart, is... Psalm 51, verse 10. Psalm 51, verse 10. It's uh, right after David has his failure, where he um, commits adultery with Bathsheba, then he has her husband murdered. It's a series of terrible decisions. And then David, he's finally confronted and convicted, and he's broken. And here's his prayer. He says, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. David goes to God pleading for his mercy, recognizing that the, the place that needs transformation is his heart. Yeah. It's his heart. Yeah. And so one of the, uh, I guess, sources of inspiration that have been helpful for both of us in various uh, areas and seasons of our life is a famous sermon by Thomas Chalmers. Yeah. And so maybe, Josh, give us a little summary of the, of the message, what's kind of the heart 
behind it. It's a very influential sermon that we certainly commend anybody who's watching to give a listen yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Was it with 1800s? That were 1700s? He was a Puritan. That's a great question. Yeah, what year? A couple hundred years ago. Yeah. Um, the expulsive power of a new affection. And so the idea of this is uh, that we can't just dethrone the things of our heart and fight and claw and with the practicals, we just, we don't want to be this way. We're going to fight and get it out. So we have all these things we do. And then once we've cleaned the house, once we've cleaned the throne off our hearts and it's like, yeah, what do we do now? And then what happens is all those bad habits kick back in because nothing's replaced it. You just kind of clean the house and we know that a house always gets dirty. And so it's like, yeah, it's the, they bring back the friends, all the demons that come back in. And so the idea is you have to, you know, the explosive power comes in the new affection. Mm-hmm. So what is it that's new? And there's a lot of uh, self-help books that offer like cheesy things. They're like, all right, if you do this, you can replace that. But we're talking about the soul here. Mm-hmm. And self-help's not going to help that because you're the problem. And you're, you're the, How do you help? You your can't help yourself. Yeah. When you're the problem. So you have this, the, the new affection, it come, it's a name is Jesus. And so, but that's so Christianese, you know, it's like yeah. Jesus is my greater affection. Yeah, but that's not worked before because I've gone to church and I've read my Bible and I've prayed yeah. and it's not working. So it, it, it's, it's powerful sermon. You can read it. It's a little bit, a little bit old English, a little bit, but, oh, yeah. um, that's where it comes from. It's this, yeah. I, you fall in love with Jesus. It be, he becomes your thought process. He becomes your daily, um, you dwell upon him daily. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then inside of your body, you have all this affection towards him. Oh my gosh, he's unbelievable. He's amazing. And your language changes, right? Yeah. You start noticing this affection. And before, mm. before you even are aware, the lesser loves just start, fading away and you're yeah. like what's happening i'm not even fighting yeah it's it's the power of, of yeah. christ coming in that new affection yeah um when i was in college i had a chemistry professor who referred to himself as the colonel and um he he was not a military guy i don't know why he <laughs> called himself the colonel but he used to say in chemistry class nature abhors a vacuum and he would say it very dramatically to make his point about something and what he was in what he was meaning by that is whenever there's like empty space the gravitational pull the magnetic pull is that something else will fill that space and so when you try and like deal with a sin struggle in your life and you're just going at it with all the practical tools yeah then the way that the heart is work we're told in jeremiah it's desperately sick who can know it what will happen is just something else will then yeah. crop up in its place that's unhealthy. It might be unhealthy in a different way. And so the the point in Chalmers' message, and apparently I just looked it up, he's a Scottish Presbyterian guy, 1800s, so you're right. And so Chalmers, the, the heart of his message is the way you deal with idolatry in your heart is a higher affection yeah. for Jesus. It's that new affection for Christ. So, But you, you, you hit the nail on the head when you said, it's Christianese. What does that even yeah, mean? Yeah. What does that look like uh, to delight in the Lord? Yes, uh, yes. Which is the million dollar question, right? What does that mm. mean to, to do that? So share with us, Josh, just yeah. what, how would you give words to that? What does it look like for a person to grow in their affection for Jesus? Yeah. I, the first thing it's like the, the, on the label, like the commercials, you know, says this is what happens if you take this is you can't gain this. I, I just, I'm, I'm a believer in it. Christ has to do it. Mm-hmm. You ha- you can desire it, and you. I think the persistent widow parable to me is so powerful. It's like, come to him and beg him as much as you can, yeah, over and over again. But ask him the right things. So Psalms thirty seven four says, "Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart." Yeah. I think often we live in that second half of that verse where we say, "Well, we have all these good desires. We want to overcome pornography." 
And this is what we want. Don't you want that for us, Lord? But he's like, do you want me or do you want to overcome pornography? What mm. do you want? Because I've built you to desire me first and foremost. Mm. He should be our first love. It's the first commandment. It's, it's what he's telling Ephesus to do. Come back. But we want pornography to be overcome so badly. And he's saying, let's start with the first verse. Delight yourself in the Lord. Because mm. what happens is, is there's delight and there's like discipline. There's duty, right? So we tend to put the, the practicals and the duty first. And we, we want to do for the Lord mm. to gain the delight. But delight comes from him. So once we get the light, the disciplines come after it. It's, it's mm-hmm. like, it's, it's easy. It's, yeah. it's, it's, so anyways, to go back to the light is how do we gain delight? How do we get this? I think it's a gift from the Lord. It only comes from him. And all we really have is a persistent knock. It's, it's, you have to open up your day and you have to just ask him. It's like, father, I, I don't know what it's like to taste and see that you are good. And I'm coming because I have an adversary coming after my life and I need relief from my adversary. And if I, if you spent, I'm, I mean, it wouldn't be a poor decision to spend the next seven days of your life, 14 days of your life, whatever time, just begging him mm. to say, would you give me affection for you? Mm. Would you show me what it's like to delight in you? He has to open your eyes. I'm use this analogy. And it's just coming from my time with the Lord, but like the, the disciples on the road to Emmaus, mm-hmm. Christ opens their eyes. They mm-hmm. couldn't see him. Right. All right. Paul's eyes get opened by Jesus. Right. Eyes are getting opened by Jesus and it's miraculous. But there is a, a certain couple in the Bible that decides to open their own eyes and it's disaster and it's Adam and Eve. Mm. They open their eyes to good and evil and yeah. then there we go. So they're, they're tempting. I want to figure out what this is. I want to know that. Yep. And so Christ has to do it. And it's it's that way with salvation too. You, can no, you cannot see the Father unless Christ show, uh, opens your eyes. You have to, he has to do the work. So in that case, it's begging, it's pleading, it's petitioning. Yeah. Would you give me affection? Would you give me affection? And you have to trust that that's enough mm-hmm. because naturally you're going to want to add the practicals in. I'm going to, I'm going to ask and do all these things, Yeah. but just sit for a moment and let him teach you. Cause when, when you see his presence, when you hear his voice and when you wait, it creates in your soul mm. such an excitement and, and pleasure and joy and delight that you're like, yeah. how are you this close? How are you this good? How? And then all before you know, before you know it, you have affection. Mm. Yeah. It, it's a miracle. It really is. Yes. And that the passage that one of the passages where Jesus is talking about prayer, he uses that phrase where, you know, what father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will instead give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion. If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask yeah. him? And so what you're talking about is, this is a work of God to, yeah. to create in us a desire for him, yeah. which we were made for. And the way, how do we, like, what do we do in response to that? We, we can't change our own hearts, but what we can do is come to him and saying, Lord, I, I believe that you're better and I, I need you to help me desire you more than these yeah. things. Please, Lord, I'm begging you, open my eyes to see how great and beautiful you yeah. are, yeah. Uh, how amazing you are. And to be captivated by you. Yeah. I'm thinking of uh, Psalm 1611. Uh, In your presence, there's fullness of joy. Yeah. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Um, so, uh, Matthew 633, I know is a verse dear yeah. to your heart. Um, and and what it calls us to do. Mm-hmm. Maybe share a little bit about Matthew 6 and, and how that plays into. Yeah, you, you, you naturally want to have all these things added unto you. So it says, seek, you for, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. 
I I I don't I don't hear that first part of that verse often. I want I go right to the second part. I have anxiety. I have depression. I have mm-hmm. I have money. I have clothes. I, there's pornography in, in in life. I have struggles. I I want all this added onto being fixed. And it's like God's saying, but you've never learned how to seek. You've never learned how to delight. You have all these desires. You have all these stresses. And so it's like, well, when I hear you talk earlier about like, I don't naturally as a human, I'm like, well, what do I do? Like you're just saying, I've heard this. You've heard this in a thousand sermons. Mm-hmm. Delight yourself in the Lord. He's good. He, he's, he's, he can satisfy you. It's like, I get it, but what do I do? It's like, mm-hmm. and that's the part. That's the part that blow your mind. It's like, we have to pull ourselves away from actually starting with like a checklist. It, sal- the greatest gift is us receiving Jesus. Like salvation is the greatest gift mm-hmm. and you had no part in it. Mm-hmm. It's hit by his grace mm-hmm. and you you believe in what he did. And so if the greatest, the highest pleasure we could ever have is be with Christ forevermore and it's salvation, mm-hmm. then all the other things in life, the sin struggles and the sanctification mm-hmm. process, shouldn't that be under the same banner of like him doing the work? Mm-hmm. So there has to be a trust. And so... Uh, the seeking first and the delighting naturally are going to have some practical questions mm-hmm. to it. What do I do to delight? How do I seek you? Mm-hmm. Cause it's going to flow probably from the old habits. It's going to go into a strict devotional habit, mm-hmm. a strict accountability habit, a, uh, a very impulsive recommitment to like a diet, you know, like, Oh, I'm going to eat only no sugar for 40 days. Yeah. I'm going to do and you, you white knuckling it. Yeah. And then you, you, you're building new commitments from a place of failure and mm. failure is never a good yeah. um, place to start. Yeah. Yeah. What we're describing here, where we want to lay this foundation about the heart, your desires is talking about what it would look like for you in your life to be able to say what Paul says in Philippians three, he says this, whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Mm. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I've suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ. So, So that kind of view of Jesus, that he is that good. We're talking about, the Bible says Jesus is the radiance of the glory of God the exact imprint of his nature. He's the firstborn of all creation. He is the King of kings and Lord of lords. Uh, the most captivating sunrise you have ever seen is easy for him. Yeah. Uh, he does that, you know, all the time, all around the world. The most beautiful sights you've seen on mountaintops in nature, uh, the most incredible innovations that humans have experienced are a reflection of his creativity. Uh, the glory of God is so incredible, so holy, so unlike anything else we'll experience that we'll have eternity in the presence of God and never run out of things to exhaust, enjoying his presence. He is that good. And he has called you by name. He has called you as his son or daughter to himself, to know him and to love him. What would it look like for you to say, Lord, would you work in my desires? so that I would see you as you are. Would you give me a vision of how great you are? Help me Mm. to see. Help me to lift my eyes up from the things I'm consumed with down here and to set my gaze upon your beauty. Uh, Mm. And what would it look like for you in your life to to beg that? And so what would you say to the person, Josh, who they're like, okay, I hear you. And I'm not saying I don't want to get there. I want to get there. But 
what does that journey look like? How can I, you know, I know it's something God has to do in my heart, but what does it look like for me to position myself faithfully so that I'm participating when the Spirit is is working yeah. in my heart? What does it look like for me to take a step in that direction? Yeah, well, when you when you explain Jesus like you just did, it's like, well, it makes you want to cry. You're like, how does how can someone really believe that? How can mm. you? And we, you see it, you speak from experience. Like mm. you don't just say that because you're a pastor. Like I know you and you, you speak from experience and it's very like attractive to hear someone talk. Like how, how do you, you really believe he's that good? Like mm. you really, really know. Mm. And so the question I always have is what do I do? Yeah. What, how do I delight in you? And I think I just like, no, 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 it's not how you do it. Let me show you what it's like to delight. Okay. Then what's my part? Do I just, you know, stand here. It's a good place actually to stand there. But from some practicals, we have time. Yeah. Time is really probably one of our greatest gifts we can give God. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need our money. He doesn't need our gifts. He doesn't. Need, he 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 can do fine without us. But we have time that we can bring to him. And so, some of the basic things from this podcast would be: you have to listen. You have to let him start the conversation. You have to almost sometimes purposely put aside some of those disciplines that you've used in the past that maybe got you out of the addiction for a season and say, Lord, would you show me who you are apart from those disciplines? Mm. Would you satisfy me in a, in a more powerful way than the satisfaction that I gain from succeeding in those seasons? Can you be, can you satisfy me more and deeper? And so time, um, I, we all have mornings whether, you know, if you have children, it's, it's difficult, but if you have some quietness in the mm-hmm. mornings, it's, you know, we talk about abiding, you have to sit and you bring this situation to him and you mm-hmm. say, Jesus, I, I don't know how to overcome this. Would you satisfy me with your presence so that I may taste and see that you are so good that it almost, it mm-hmm. cast out the lesser loves. Mm-hmm. Uh, walks, mm-hmm. that's where we're going, right? I'm going on some practical, yeah. a little bit, some yeah. practicals here. Yeah. A walk in nature. To me, it's like Job was restored when God spoke to him about creation. Mm-hmm. And so when you walk in nature, you're reminded of how small you are and how amazing God is. Yeah. And creation captivates your mind and you're like, you're so good. And before you know it, you're walking and you're adoring Christ. Mm-hmm. And there's a, and there it is. There's that, the, the, the affection, the, the delight. You're like, I enjoy you so much. You know what that does for you the rest of the day is you, you've met with Christ and you have testimony, you have reference of an encounter with Jesus. Yeah. Therefore, as your day goes on and you're attacked with old sins and you're being enticed, you remember, no, I was just with Jesus. Mm-hmm. I, I, have, I have a genuine affection for him. I don't want that. And there it is, mm-hmm. the power of a new affection. Your car rides, mm-hmm. turn off the radio, turn off the podcast, turn off the music and learn what it's like for a God whose name is Emmanuel to be in the car with you and, and to to bring up things in your life, object lessons, creation, sunrises, clouds, rain, you name it. How about just the spirit of God in you that's that's welling up things and thoughts about things he wants you to focus on. Maybe even put someone on your mind to call and be transparent with it, confess. Mm-hmm. He will blow your mind if you give him the time. Like yeah. he'll just, he'll give you such an excitement. You're like, is that you talking? Is that you? Oh, and you learn his voice and his presence and before you know it, affection. Mm right? Yeah. And then you have, you just had a morning walk. You've had a morning quiet time of just listening. You've had a walk down the street in a car ride and it's not even eight o'clock AM yet. Yeah. You know, that's if you got up early and before you know it, you have all this affection and your whole day now is like you're living your day from a place of affection instead of I guarded my eyes by these three things and I've done it. Right. What happens if your day stinks? Mm. 
No one wants to. No one wants to put that energy, spiritual energy, into things if your day just awful. You had a bad day, but when you have affection for Christ, it's like you operate yeah. out of that. It's it's yeah. So what I'm hearing you say is that desire, that delighting in the Lord, it begins with just being available. Yeah. It's about looking and examining your time. How am I spending my time? Am I am I giving God space in in my literal life, uh, in the day to day, to show me and demonstrate to me His His goodness yeah. for me to meditate on His Word, for me to hear His voice, and be encouraged by the truth uh, of His Word. And mm-hmm. so we want to open ourselves up so that from a place of desire for God, yeah from a place where we are dealing with this temptation at the heart level by saying, God, help me desire you more than sin. Help me to long for you um, as the most precious jewel imaginable. Uh, So that when that thought comes, the temptation presents itself, it just seems like rubbish to me. It seems it fades away. Is that him? Strangely fades. It's strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Right. So, so help me to have such a fear of you and awe of you that the thought of sin, Mm. the moment that that temptation might present itself or the opportunity comes that from the heart, um, my, my impulse and desire is Christ is better. What he has for me is better. Can I give one more phrase? Yeah, yeah go for one it. One more phrase is, is this language. He, his name is Emmanuel. There's different names that he has in scripture that you can call upon. Jehovah Jireh, when you, when you need provisions from him. But Emmanuel is God with us. And I often, I will personally say that name when I'm in the car rides or taking walks. And I'll say, you, since you are Emmanuel, what are you like in this moment? What are you saying to me in this moment? Would you reveal yourself to me? And as I just yield, it gives him... It's like I'm just giving him permission to be amazing and to satisfy me. And at first, like any, any, this is actually a discipline, but at first anything is hard. Yeah. Any diet is hard, you know? But as you listen, as you see the results, you're like, man, I, I felt his presence. I heard his voice in a very unique way. And and the scripture came to mind that I wasn't thinking about It's There, there it is. Like he well, wells up the affection in your life. Yeah. So ask him, Emmanuel, you are with me. Mm. Could you show me your presence in this car ride? Yeah. Would you speak to me on this on this nature walk? Yeah, and let him talk and let like let him answer. Yeah, but it's so hard to let him answer because you're naturally going to put in a practical. Yeah, you have to learn to wait, sit. Yeah, uh, you know it makes me think about just to kind of close out our time. Makes me think about when you have that beginning uh, moment in your relationship. You know, when I think of when I first started dating Amy, my wife. You know, there's this infatuation, there's this obsession, there's the warm, fuzzy feelings of just, you just can't wait to be with that person. And from that desire comes all sorts of sweet things that I would do, write her notes, send her encouraging things, get her, get her flowers. Like those are things I was doing, not because I said, let me make a list of things that a good, you know, boyfriend should do or a good fiance or husband should do. It came from a place of, I love this woman so much. And so the fruit of my life was the practicals of my life became, I want to do this, this, and this because of my love for her. Your delight formed the discipline. My delight. Exactly. And so that's where we're going to go in the next, in the next episode. We're going to talk about practicals, but it's flowing from a place of delight. It's Mm -hmm. flowing from a place of 
because I love the Lord, yeah. uh, I want to pattern my life in a way that honors him. And so that's where we're going on the next episode. We hope that this has been encouraging. We, we encourage you to take that, that challenge that Pastor Josh just shared about what would it look like for you to maybe give your car rides this week to, to seeking God, delighting in him, S- taking a walk every day this yeah. week to listen for his voice, to just call out to him and say, God, would you work in my desires that I might desire you more and see what God does. But with that, uh, we'll end this episode and we'll see you on the next episode of the City Rev Life podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the City Rev Life podcast. Feel free to subscribe or leave a rate and review. If you want more content or additional resources, head to cityrev.org or download our app. We hope you have a great day.